Hi, my name is Sherman. And I'm Chris. And we are transparent? I mean, look, I'm white, but I'm not that white. Okay, first of all, I wasn't talking about about skin color. I was talking completely about just like conversation, like how we speak, all right? Yeah, totally. So we're just going to jump into this. Chris just got off work. He's been very busy this week, you know, working two different tattoo shops and... You know, doing what he do, which he still has to do my tattoo, which probably going to be around February, March, maybe. Okay. Well, no, I'm serious because <laughs> I like I got to have the money. You're expensive. It's not that cheap. Like, so anyway. Quality is pricey. Okay. Yeah. Quality is pricey. So it is what it is. Let's just get to the topic at hand. All right. So today we're going to have a few topics, just some simple things. But I kind of wanted to show like we're not just all about joking and laughing that we can kind of have deep conversations about things that happen nice and, and deep, like you said what it's a nice and deep like yeah yeah <laughs> you know i guess yeah whatever whatever <laughs> floats your boat always got to make things sexual but that's him so let's just get into the topic the main thing i want to talk about or the first situation that i want to talk about like earlier i was listening to um something and this topic came up that just really made me interested and wanted to have this conversation and i think we briefly talked about it when i you asked me what the topic was which was um do you date like when you date whether it's from the moment you start dating or even right now at this point in your life i guess you can go from the spectrum of like beginning to like where you are now like when you date do you date seriously like you're looking for marriage because there was this comment that was made that was like a female was like, what are we doing? I miss the old days when we dated and it was like, you date to marry. Like there was no, I'm dating to have fun. It's like, oh, I'm just dating to marry. That's period. That's the end goal. Yeah. Now, what do you think about that? The way I see it personally, now I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody for their, for their opinions on dating because everybody's going to have their own. But my personal, um, opinion with dating is I like yeah if I'm gonna date somebody it's because in my head this person is a potential person that I could spend the rest of my life with I don't I'll hook up with somebody or be like or be like fuck buddies like you know friends with benefits kind of thing with somebody but I don't necessarily call that dating because I mean like yeah it's cool to make a a mental connection with someone even if you know that you're not gonna be with them for the rest of your life but also at the same time like if that's the case why not just say it like it is from the beginning and be like listen if something comes around where some like because I don't want to stand in somebody's way of finding somebody that they actually want to be with you know so I'm I'm all for the friends with benefits kind of thing but if I meet somebody that I'm really truly like attracted to their psyche and you know everything else comes into play as well like if that's the case if they're truly an interesting person then I want to actually like I'll get to know them a little bit first I like to try and like quote-unquote date somebody for about three months before making it official because that's like I'd, I'd say about three months is when people let their guard down and you really truly see who they actually are not like this Oh, I'm trying to impress this person. Like they finally kind of settle into themselves and show you who they who they truly are with their words and actions and everything. So, personally, uh, if I'm gonna date somebody, yes, it's because I see a potential in marrying them. But again, I am for friends with benefits. I am for having friends that are females that I'm not trying to fuck. You know, like. There's so many different ways that a relationship between a a man and a woman can work. It doesn't always have to be sexual. Um, But also, yeah, like I'm I'm getting off topic. So staying on topic, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having a fuck buddy if you're not necessarily looking for a relationship at that time. If maybe your headspace is a little bit more focused on something else, just because a relationship does take focus you know you need to you need to be able to see like pick up on social cues or mental cues it's a thing you know like and that does require a a decent amount of focus also i like to like if i'm making good money i like to spoil my girl for no reason you know like buy her flowers one day or like you know do something and if i'm broke i can't do that shit yeah um so 
And, and granted, money isn't necessarily a factor when it comes to a relationship because everybody's going to be have a hard time at some point in their lives. Um, and it's nice to be able to have somebody to depend on and also not make you feel like shit for not being able to, you know, take them out to dinner all the time or some shit like that, you know? So, um, but yeah, no, um, I don't see any problem with dating around but in my opinion I just see it as a waste of energy because you are putting in that energy to focus on each relationship and so instead of putting in so much energy on so many different people and like being in and out of relationships I'd prefer to get in a relationship stay in in, in that relationship for as long as I can if it doesn't work out then I then you know we break up and then I'm single for I think the least amount of time that I've been single between relationships is maybe six months. So I'm, I'm single for a good amount of time. I'm like heartbroken. And then even if I do the breaking up, I'm still kind of heartbroken because it's still a piece of you leaving your life. You kind of have to reevaluate how you're going to go about things. Um, but um, you know, like building yourself back up, building back up your charisma, your ego. I mean, like ego to an extent, you don't want to be like, you don't want to have a big head about yourself, but confidence is key. And out, like just outside of relationship, your confidence is probably going to be down a little bit. So I like to assess my feelings and then build myself back up. And then once I'm at a more confident level and I'm happy again and stuff happy with myself that's when I start going out and dating again you know if I want to at the time okay now I I can agree with that I will say from my perspective because I only can speak from my life and my experiences I think dating can be taken serious but I think it's a spectrum right like I think it can be a double-edged sword so like People that date when they're young, like if you're just trying to date at 13, 14, 15, 16, I say, yeah, date around, not date around from the sense of like be a serial dater, like yeah. date five or five people at the same time. I'm yeah. saying find someone that you like, engage them, have conversations, see where it goes. You're going to find red flags along the way, but that's part of you learning yourself, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's part of you trying to figure out like, what do I like? What don't I like? Like. Your people, will, I will say this, it's always for me started with physical attraction because you don't know someone, you're going basically go. So when people say love at first sight, that's a whole nother topic that we might dive into a little bit later. But for me, I think it's mostly about like learning yourself what you like and what you don't like. But you also have to keep in mind that as human or as a human, you're constantly changing in those time frames between 13 to 18 to even 20 to even 30. Yeah. You know, like you're always evolving as a person and changing. And so you have to keep in mind that what might have worked for you when you're younger dating or in your mid 20s dating won't necessarily work for you when you're in your 30s because you are looking for different things. Mm -hmm. So while I do believe and goal is to say, hey, at some point, I would like to meet that soulmate and marry that person. You have to leave time to be realistic about things. So, like, for me, after I break up, I usually ghost my exes. I don't talk to them <laughs> at all. I don't yeah. want that. Like, I don't because I'm a romantic. So I know I will one phone call one like, hey, one sweet little. Yeah. Like, hey, cutie. <laughs> OK, first of all, <laughs> more like one sweet little like gesture of like. Hey, I would like to meet up with you. I miss you. Like, that would, like, make me get that little hope. Yeah. And as a romantic, I kind of be like, maybe I should give it another chance. So that's why I usually ghost my exes. And then I give myself time for the healing process, right? Because, like, yeah. no matter how long you talk to someone, if you've grown emotionally attached to them, you have to allow yourself to de-emotionally attach from that person Absolutely. or detach from that person. Mm -hmm. And people don't take that into consideration. I'm going to give you an example. For example, my... I'm just saying this. I won't say any names, but my brother is a, I consider him a serial dater. From the moment he was in high school, dated his first girlfriend, like they were together until he was like in his 20s, mm -hmm. like n never broke up or anything. And then as soon as he called it off, as soon as they broke up, he was already bringing another girl to the house. Oh, look, this is my new girlfriend, da, 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 like proud. I want to get married. I want to have all of this. And I'm just like. You have to be careful when you're looking for a relationship because you don't want to be so like 
you don't want to be looked so far ahead that you miss the steps that it takes to get there, right? Because yeah. like some people are just like, I just want to get married. I just want to get married. Then they meet someone, and before they get past that three month time frame that allowed them to drop their guard and you know her to take off her makeup and her to drop her wig off and you know <laughs> for her to like get. I, I don't want to say ugly, but like get rid of all the fictitious makeup and everything else, or yeah, you know, you gotta spend the night at her house one night, you know, spend the night at her place one night, wake up with her in the morning, shower with her, and then see what she looks like, you know, without everything going on, you know, because listen, if you're going on a date with a girl and she gets dolled up, she's gonna look damn good no matter what. I mean, if she know how to do makeup, yes. Yeah. Then, then she probably I mean, if you're will. going on a date with her, I mean, I'm sure she looks good. Unless it's like a blind date or like, you know, like a Tinder where people use a lot of filters and then you get there and you're like, oh, I see. Well, see, that's, that's another <laughs> thing that you have to think about, too, is like, if you look at from the dating perspective nowadays, with there being so many social media platforms and dating apps, the first thing you get is like that perfect image of them they're not going to put their worst insight out there you know their worst mm-hmm. look out there they're just going to be like hey here's a photo when i was in dubai yeah. <laughs> on top of like this place and it was from three years ago or maybe two years ago it doesn't yeah. matter and then like you meet the person and they might look a little bit like themselves but like people it's like a it's like a resume right mm-hmm. you're going to always put your best assets on the resume you're going to put your best foot forward in the interview you're going to lie so like it's like the first three months of the relationship makeup don't want to fart in front of your significant <laughs> other you don't want to like you know eat with your mouth open in front of them stuff like that i mean i don't think you should eat with your mouth open in general That's just i gross. mean we've talked about it yes that is that is <laughs> not okay disgusting but but yeah like th- those those things matter and if you want to sit down. I always tell my, I tried to tell my brother this when he got out of his second relationship. I was like, why don't you spend time alone? Like with yourself. People that try to get in relationships and their end goal is just focused on marriage or I have to be with someone at all times, they have a problem with being with themselves. Oh, absolutely. I feel like people who, people who are constantly, because I know there's a couple girls that I know back in California who, um, they're serial daters like that as well. Like they're out of a relationship and not even a week later, they're in another one. And then same thing. They're in that relationship for a while and then they break up and then back in another relationship with somebody else, not even a week later. So it's like, and one thing I've noticed is people like this, they, you're right. They don't, they, they don't know anything about themselves. Like when you ask, like when you sit there and try and have a deep conversation about who they are on the inside, they don't know what to tell you because they don't know enough about themselves to answer a question like that because they've never actually spent any time with themselves and really done any deep thinking about, okay, who am I? What do I like? What am I looking for? What are the key elements I'm looking for? And who am I as a person? No, I agree. Those are key things that like, I, what I tell or what I like to do myself sometimes is like whether I'm in a relationship or whether I'm single, I will sit down, I'll grab a piece of paper and I'll be like, what are like, I kind of look at it like when they used to try to tell you how to write like a uh, essay, mm-hmm. like there's th- paragraphs and then there's the like five sentences yeah. and, then the, and then the plot and all that shit, and then the conclusion paragraph. Yeah. yeah, like, I, what I do is I sit down and I write on a piece of paper, this is what I want out of a relationship, and then, like, each, like, of the five things that I want, there are, like, subcategories to each one. Because it, it's a, for me, it's a firm belief that, like, people will say they want something. Like, if you want to say religious, Christian people will be like, God, I want you to send me the perfect man who's going to have a good job and be caring and faith and have faith you list those three things right you put that energy out into the universe or whatever god or deity you believe in and then you believe or you find someone who meets those three things and believe that deity or the universe sent you that person but what you do is you focus on those three things so much that you overlook red flags that are just like he has a job but he doesn't know how to manage money yeah he's he has a job and he's caring, but what is he caring about? You got to be a little bit more specific because yeah. that's almost like a devil's advocate kind of wish right there. Because it's like, yeah, he can be caring, but he cares way too much about his sports and doesn't give a fuck about this, this, and this. You yeah. know? Or like, yeah, he's caring to me, but he neglects himself. Yeah. Type of shit. No, I, I agree. And so when it comes to relationships, 
especially with my nephews because they're all in their 20 one is 17 one is one is just turned 18 and the other one is 20 and one of them just got out of a relationship and um I just remember I never gave him any advice but I remember when I found out him and his girlfriend broke up and I was the first thing I thought in my mind was like I hope he finds time to just like focus on himself at 18 years old. I mean, at 20 years old, you can't even buy alcohol. You know, he's probably, he's working a job. He's probably trying to get out on his own from under his parents Mm -hmm. in this economy, along with inflation and everything else going on and apartment prices constantly rising. So I was like, I hope he finds time to just be like, like really look back on a relationship that didn't work out and point out the things that, and not just the person and what they did, but also like what you did, like what your negatives were in that relationship yeah. and how you can better it. So that's kind of like important to like not be blind to your own faults. Absolutely. You have to be able to discern when you were fucking wrong. You know, like a relationship is a two sided street or a two way street. And it's like, you can't, Say the relationship fails. You can't sit there. You can't logically sit there and be like, they did everything wrong. I was a peach. You know, that's not, that's not true. Um, like even with my, even with my to- super toxic ex that I had a couple years ago, she, once, once we finally broke up, I sat there and thought about it and it's like, okay, look, she was crazy, but there were things that I did that were wrong too. You know, I was, she wasn't, she wasn't the only reason the work the relationship didn't work out maybe there were some things that i did as well and you know like i sat there and i listed it off in my head so you kind of have to like understand yourself and the actions that you made and why you made those actions so that hopefully come your next relationship you don't make those same mistakes yeah people have to be willing to grow individually like and acknowledge your faults in a relationship mm-hmm. as well as acknowledging the other person's faults. And the one thing that people tend to do or that I've seen happen in my brother's relationship <laughs> was they were like doing tit for tat. It was like, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. It's like, why not just leave, right? Yeah. Like if you, like I'm just saying, if you ultimately want to hurt someone, then the worst thing you could do is leave them. Staying with them and doing something wrong tells them, you don't want to. You want to be with me, but you're just being like vindictive. Yeah, vindictive with it. But like, you still want to be with me, right? Yeah. And that's toxic in itself. The fact that you would want to stay with someone who's that bad towards you mm-hmm. or does things to actively like. I would never. I don't like dating anyone if I find out that they will take something I tell them. And or they know a pet you. peeve of mine and then they use it just to purposely piss me off. Yeah. Like for some people like, oh, that's funny or I'm playing like, no, I didn't tell you that like I'm definitely afraid of spiders. So you can make a joke one day and go get a spider and then like put it in the bed. Yeah. And that's, that's grounds okay. for getting punched in the face. Okay. Listen, like I feel like there's a fine line between playing a prank Mm-hmm. And and being vindictive because I feel like playing a prank like yes if I tell some like if I tell a significant other that I fucking hate being tickled which I do like I hate being tickled don't fucking tickle me if like every now and then she pokes me but like isn't like isn't rough about it just like pokes me in a ticklish spot I- I'm gonna get annoyed but I'm gonna be like whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like, it maybe it's a cute little thing that you did, but don't fucking do it again type of thing. You know? Oh, wow. Threats. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... Um, but a vindictive act would be what exactly in your mind? Well, shit. Okay. Like, a vindictive... Like, I've thought about this, and it just it hurts my soul every time I think about it. But, like, if I were to, you know, do something kinky with a girl and she ties me to a bed, and instead of doing her thing, she just starts tickling me, I'd fucking kill her. Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess. But that could still be considered a prank for some people. Not you. Not the person receiving the torture, but, like, maybe for her. It's like, I'm going to do this, da-da-da-da-da. Now, I get what you're saying. I kind of I kind of used an example that was kind of, like, seemed as more like a prank. But, like, for me, it's not a prank because I am definitely afraid of spiders. Like, I, if I see a spider, I won't go near it. I won't touch it. If someone tricked me and handcuffed me and brought out a fucking tarantula and put it on my stomach and let it crawl on me. I don't care if it's a baby spider. I will freak out. And 
I will literally break up. I don't care. As soon as you unhandcuff me and that spider is in a cage somewhere, we're done. Like, I'm not. I'm not doing it. Like, you are untrustworthy on all accounts if you do that. So, but anyway... I, it I just th- makes me want to get one of those like Mexican lollipops with fucking bugs in them and just fucking low key like give it to you without you knowing. Just put like a fucking dark wrapper on it so you can't see what it looks like. Yeah, and <laughs> you would definitely not ever be on my podcast, and they probably would find your body in a ditch somewhere. But oh man. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I from my perspective to wrap up the whole dating thing is just kind of like I feel like. Dating depends on your age, right? Yeah. It, it, I mean, that, I wouldn't necessarily de- say it depends on your age. It depends on your maturity level because people can be more mat- high, like higher in maturity and lower in age. So I would say it depends more on your maturity level than your age. But I also understand that the older that you, the older you get and the more relationships you go through. The more you grow as a person, because the more you learn about. Listen, you know how many I'm gonna tell you. You know how many I'm gonna say this word, whatever. You know how many niggas I met in the past, <laughs> and they be like, "Oh, I'm mature for my age." Or no, I like they tell you, and it's just Listen, like eh. that goes along the same things as people saying I'm a good person. You can't say shit about yourself and expect people to believe it. You need other people to say them about you. For it to possibly be true. Like if 10 people say you're a good person and one person says you're a piece of shit, you're probably a good person, but a piece of shit to that person. You know, Um, if you're if you're mature, then I feel like it takes people that you see as mature telling you that you're mature to know that you're mature. Mm -hmm. You can't sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm mature. And then fucking like freak out about some bullshit like your significant other goes to hang out with their friend and you fucking flip out about it like okay so my next question for you is it's like you mentioned it earlier and i'm just curious because i was i I thought about my own like in your relationship name two things in your past relationships that you felt like you were at fault for like toxic traits about yourself or just two things that you might have done that was not beneficial for the relationship's growth or that could have potentially ended the relationship um, so, all right, so listen, I haven't been in very many relationships, so I'm kind of stupid when it comes to dealing with women sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think one of the things that I did wrong, which I was told by pretty much all of my friends that this was me, my fault, but basically, my girlfriend had told me that she wanted, she did want to meet my friends, but she didn't want to do it in a circumstance where all of my friends were getting together because she didn't want to feel pressured, I don't know, to meet everybody at once kind of thing. Like, she wanted mm-hmm. to kind of do it, like, one by one. She's like, She basically told me, like, if you guys are partying and, like, drinking and stuff like that, I don't want to come hang out with your friends for the first time like that because, like, it... It would just be, it would, it would just be, she, she was like, it would just like raise my anxiety on meeting everybody. And I was like, okay, cool. No problem. And then like a week later, my homie's birthday was happening and he's like, yo, we're going to go to David Buster's. We're going to get drunk. We're going to do this, blah, blah, blah. Have fun. And I'm like, cool. I'm not going to invite my girlfriend. Cause she already said she don't want to meet all of my friends together when we're drinking and we're going to David Buster's. We're going to get drunk and play a bunch of games and have fun. So, cool. I'm not even going to bring it up to her. And then she fucking hit me up. She called me, like, the day I I was taking an Uber over to Dave & Buster's. And she called me. She's like, hey, babe, what are you doing? And I'm like, I am on my way to Dave & Buster's to go hang out with all my friends. She's like, what the fuck? You you didn't think that I might want to go? You didn't want to invite me? And I'm like, we literally just had this conversation where you said that you didn't want to meet all of my friends in literally this exact same type of scenario. So I thought I was doing you a favor by not inviting you because I didn't want you to, one, feel left out, and two, I didn't want to bring something up when you had already told me that you didn't like these type of situations for first meets. So I thought I was doing, the, I thought I was doing you a solid, and she ended up 
fucking being pissed at me all night and yelling at me all night, basically, kind of thing. I mean, I still had a good time. I was drinking with my buddies, but, like, even when I got there, I told my buddies what was going on, and they're like, no, dude, you're a fucking idiot. You should have told her about it. And I'm like, why? She told me this already. They're like, doesn't matter what they tell you. You fucking invite them whether they want to go or not. I'm like, okay, I guess. It seems a little bit stupid to me, but... So your fault was what? That I didn't tell her. I didn't invite her. Now was place. this a constant thing? No, oh, that, okay. was, that was just the, that was the one and only time that happened. And any time after that, something was going on, I'd be like, "Hey, this is going on. Do you want to come?" And normally she'd be like, "No." And I'm like, "Okay." Okay. What's your second fault in relationships? I mean, these are all with my toxic relationship, so I don't know how great. It is, but so all right. So how about I'll I'll pull one from um, one of my really good relationships. Um, I mean, I I broke up with this girl that I really liked, and she really liked me. And um, the only reason I broke up with her was because I felt like I still had feelings for my ex, and like every now and then my ex would like send me nudes and stuff like that, and I enjoyed them so I felt like I was being wrong to her and so instead of instead of ending thing like just cutting things off with my ex I broke up with the girl that I really liked in case something ended up happening with me and my ex which it never did but um wow that's a douchebag move (laughs) yeah I know that's pretty bad well um, I know my two are very brief because I mean I'm older, so I'm more in tune with who I am. Oh my god, you're three <laughs> years older than me. <laughs> so, so I will say one of them is I'm really bad at sh- I won't say showing sympathy because I can be sympathetic and I know when I and I'm emotional, so I know my emotions. I know how to like sympathize with people, but. My problem is I have a very short temper for, like, people who wallow in their sorrow. Like, I can understand someone going through things. So, like, in some relationships in my past, like, my ex was dealing with problems with his connection with his mom. And she was abusive to him. Mm-hmm. And I understood it. But he did things that I felt was not productive to his growth in that scenario. So, like, his mom was kind of abusive to him, but he would still, like, see her on a regular, hang out with her, knowing that when he's with her, she's going to say things to try to tear him down and make him feel bad. And then he would come to me, and he would be like, oh, my mom said this, and my mom said that. And the thing about me, and I'm not giving an excuse, but how I was raised was, like, my dad had a heart attack when he turned 30, his first heart attack. And then he had a triple bypass surgery and he had multiple heart attacks. And then the doctors gave him five years to live. So growing up, during all those times, I never saw my dad cry. I never showed him, I never seen him show weakness in any sense. Like I seen him in pain, Mm -hmm. but like he would never like outwardly like show it. So we would know we could just be like, he's acting weird, Mm -hmm. you know? So growing up, I would always see my dad being this very strong alpha male. Like he just, and I don't think he cared about appearing weak. I think it was more along the lines of he was like, I'm the rock for my family. Yeah. And I have six kids. So I want my boys to realize that when you got a family, you know, you do what needs to be done. So yeah. it's like I, responsibilities over your own yeah. petty shit. So for me, watching that, when I got in relationships and my significant others were like, like I, like I said, I can be sympathetic if like someone's grandparent die or someone's mother gets in an accident and they're concerned. But if it's a scenario where like you're not happy somewhere, you're not happy with the outcome of a scenario that you're in, but you keep repeating the same things, putting yourself in there. Like I can show like sympathy once, sympathy twice. After three, and I'm gonna have a conversation when you be like, I'm noticing this happening, like. Is this truly what you want? It's really making you sad or unhappy. Mm-hmm. And then after that third time of me talking to them, if they come back to me and still keep talking about it, then I'm just like, like my brain automatically just checks out. Yeah. Like I'll listen to you talk, but like to me, it's it's just going it's right been, over yeah, your head. It's you're going over like, my okay. head. But anything I say, like it's almost like you're talking to me, like you want my input, but then I give it, 
it means nothing. And that ex that was having that abusive relationship with his mother, I was 20 some years old, it was early. Like, he would constantly go hang out, go like go to his mom's house. And like, she had no medical issues. She was a nurse. She lived in a nice house. But like for some reason, because he wasn't meeting her expectations of becoming a doctor or something, she would always just tear him down. She loved me, which was weird. But like she would just tear her own son down. It was weird to me. But that's just one thing. It's like I have a hard time being sympathetic after repeated scenarios of you p- keeping yourself in something that's not making you happy. I actually get that because I've got a couple friends. I've got this one friend in California. She's one of my best friends. And she's uh, kind of dumb in the sense that, like, there are these two girls that um, she's known her whole life, basically. They're sisters. And I, I know them as well. Uh, one of them was dating one of my best friends for a while, so we became really close for a little while. Um, but one thing, one thing I've noticed over the years, especially now that I'm, I don't hang out with either of them, I don't really associate myself with either of them. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's funny because like she complains about the same things about them. So like, it's like. Oh, like I vented about this one to this one, and then that one went and told the other one, and now this one's bitching at me about the shit that I said. Or like, you know, like I, like I was, I was talking about my relationship to this one, and she was trying to give me relationship advice, but her relationship's in the gutter, and she hasn't even met my boyfriend, so how is she gonna sit there and fucking talk shit about him when she doesn't? She like refuses to meet him, you know, and then like. You know, like all this stuff, but it's it's always the same stuff that she vents about. And so I, the first time I gave her advice. Second time I gave her the same fucking advice. The third time, same shit came around. I'm like, listen, I don't know what you want me to do here. I'll listen to you, but you know exactly what I'm going to fucking tell you. The only way for you to ever stop stressing about these two bitches is to stop hanging out with these two bitches. And then, so she, so then every now and then she'll be like, oh, I'm going to hang out with this one, but I won't hang out with this one. Or she'll swap. Oh, I'm going to hang out with this one only, but I'm not going to hang out with this one anymore. And it's like, you can't have one of them without the other. Like, yeah, they don't live in the same house. Um, they don't even live in the same city. They live like a couple hours away from each other. But still, you can't, like, you, the way the dynamic works with them is you can't have one without the other if you're hanging out with the one the other is gonna find out everything anyway and you're still gonna be fucking upset and then all of a sudden oh we're all best friends again and it's just like oh my god it's like a fucking vicious cycle of like she's stressed about their bullshit and doesn't and just the cycle continues and i'm like you know how less stressful my life has been since i cut them out of my life She's like, I know. And I'm like, then do it. It's hmm. not that hard. Well, yeah, I can see how that could, that those do relate in regards to like sympathy for someone and dealing with like repeated scenarios. My second thing I would say my weaknesses or my not weakness, but my like bad habits in a relationship is um, I'm going to say it's most likely the fact that I have a hard time reading cues. Like, if my significant other is like, go play a video game, it's fine, go play your video game. And then I'm I'm going off of the words you say, right? Mm-hmm. I know there's body language and there's all these other things, but like, I'm just a straight shooter. My parents have always just told me what was on their mind. I've always been like that with my brothers and sisters. So like, I get it. The world navigates a little bit different as you get older, picking up on social cues and stuff. But in a relationship, I think that's the one place where my partner should be as transparent as possible about how they feel. If I come home and I'm tired. The games. And my, huh? Like games, when people play games. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit. Like, it's just kind of like, just speak your mind. If you have something to say, just say it. I don't have time to, like, look at you in your face and you're telling me, go play your game. And then I go play my game for, like, an hour or two. And then I come check on you. And then you're sitting there fuming and mad. And I'm like, what's wrong? And you're just like, well, you went to go play your game. Well, bitch, you told me it was cool. Like, I'm not doing this. Just say, I would prefer us to lay down and watch TV together. I prefer this. Like... 
And that was the thing with my first boyfriend ever. He was really bad at just telling me things. He was like, I just didn't want to hurt your feeling or I just didn't know. And I'm just like, fuck that. I'd rather you be honest with me and tell me what you want or don't want mm-hmm. or like and don't like than for you to be like, like the worst thing you could do for me is think for me. Yeah. That is my biggest pet peeve is when I'm talking to my significant other and it's like, you don't, this would have happened anyway. So I did this and I'm like, so you're telling me what I was going to do? You're yeah. telling me how I was going to react? Like, I get it. You can pick up on people's habits and traits and use that as a, like, a, a formula to equate an equation that says, if I do this, then this is going to happen. And I know it because it's happened several times in the past. Mm-hmm. Facts, data. But at the same time, like, if you both are at a point in your relationship where you're having problems or something is not working and you're trying to get the puzzle piece to fix right then that transparency is needed because you don't have time to play those games and be like, well, let me make things as complicated for you as possible when it could be just like, let me just tell you how it is. Yeah, no, I I, I totally understand that because, like, my thing is, like, I'm not a fucking mind reader. I'm not going to sit here and, like, like, I can pick up on cues. I'm okay, let's say say one one of my bad habits in relationships is i'm kind of an asshole sometimes in the sense that like if i can pick up on your social cue that you don't want me to do something but you're telling me i can do it anyway just to be a fucking asshole i'm gonna do it even though i know you don't want me to fucking do it yep he does that with me all the time no i'm joking i'm joking i but yeah i get what you're i can see you doing that but like so like like an example um but also this, this example is from when I didn't know it was an issue. Um, one of my girlfriends called me one time and I was, or texted me, was texting me. I was at the store. It was, I, I remember what day it was. It was on a Cinco de Mayo because I was at the store getting beer and taco shit. And, um, and this was back when I lived with my three best friends in California and we were all like brothers. We were, fuck, we had a great time living there. But, um... She texts me and she's like, hey, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, nothing, uh, or, are you doing anything tonight? And I'm like, no, probably not. What's up? And she's like, well, Jack, her friend Jackie, she's like, Jack hit me up and she wants she wants to go out to a club with, club with me tonight because we haven't hung out in, a, in like a week or two. Um, so she wanted to hang out with me tonight, but I wanted to check and see with you what you were do- doing first and soft maybe you wanted to hang out and i was like you know what like i appreciate the offer but i already have plans me and the roommates are gonna make tacos and have some beers and just have like a just chill night and we're not gonna go too crazy we're just gonna hang out and then i get a call from her and i'm like okay so i'm i'm in the line and i'm sitting there paying and i'm like hello and she's like you're a fucking asshole and i'm like how am i how am i an asshole what did i do She's like, all I want to do is hang out with you, and all you want to do is hang out with your fucking roommates. And I'm like, if you wanted to hang out, don't fucking give me an option. Don't be like, hey, this is go- this is plans that I could possibly have, and I could possibly do this, but if you wanted, we could do this instead. Like, don't give me an option. Be like, hey, I'd really like to see you right now. Can we hang out? That's a different way to ask the question without giving me the option of backing out. I mean, it's very that is very simple and straightforward because not only are you letting it known your intent, but you're also letting the person actually have an option to choose, not being forced. But yeah, that 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 makes perfect sense. Like that sounds way better than just like we could do this or we could do that, and then you get mad at me because you gave me an option and I chose. Yeah. It's the, it's the decade. It's also equates to the decade old, old problem with relationships. And the one thing couple fight about, I get it, money is one of them, but I stand by this until the day I die. The one thing couple fight about more than anything is where the fuck they want to eat. Because that yeah. and past relationships have always been like the bane of it's just like, I don't care. I, ha- I have a solution for that. Okay. This is what I do with it every single time. Asshole is speaking. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll ask you what you want to eat. And if you say you don't fucking know, which is 100% of the time what fucking happens, is then I'm like, cool, I'm craving this, I'm going to go get that. 
if you want something, let me know. Or or the fact that like when you get in scenarios where you ask where they want to eat, and then they're like, well, what do you want? And then you say where you want to eat, and it's just kind of like, and oh, well, I don't really want to eat that. And then I'm just kind of like, well, we don't have to eat at the same place. I can go grab this while I'm out, and I can go grab you this while I'm out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's going to... I was like, but I'm not complaining about it. I'm yeah. saying we're we eat, can both be satisfied. Together. Yeah, we're yeah. still eating together. That's, you know, it doesn't matter if we're eating the same shit, because no matter where we eat, we're not going to order the same fucking thing anyway, so we're still technically not eating the same thing. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. But that's crazy. So, we're going to move on to the next topic, because it's already been 40 minutes. Oh, shit. And... <laughs> We probably should move on to the next topic. So let me uh, pull that up really quickly. Um, So this also ties into like relationships or like your intent when dating. You could also say this is the intent. This could also reference back to dating or people's intent when it comes to the same scenario. But like, do you think social media and its influence in the dating realm, um, has it changed what people look for and does that also affect like whether you date serious or you take it like would you date a woman on like does the does a woman you meet in a dating app have the same opportunity as like a girl that you see at a bar that you approach because like absolutely okay i'm just asking because social media sometimes social media has put this very false idea of like the person that you're actually gonna meet like clearly I've said this before. People put up their best photos. They put themselves in the best light. They have photos when they're in vacation on Dubai or they're snorkeling with some dolphins or gods will be holding a puppy because somehow that draws girls in. Oh, it does. It does. Having a fucking animal, especially a dog. For, but listen, I don't get it. How do women equate a man having a dog to him being responsible? Because first of all... Because he has to take care of the dog. Bullshit. Okay, I'm pick, sorry. He's got to pick up no. after him. He's no. got he's got to feed him daily, no. twice a day. No. He's got no. to take him for walks. I can just be. I can. I can. I can literally cancel everything that you said. Okay, <laughs> the reason why I can cancel it is simple. Guys might do it because they love the dog and they're having a c- c- connection with the dog. And then women look at it as like, well, if he can have a connection with his dog, can... wait, he's not fucking the dog. He's not having to have, a, they don't have Hopefully. actual conversations. Hopefully. Hopefully he's not doing it. But I'm saying, <laughs> you never like, know. you're not having that converse, you're not having conversations that have to coexist and expect. Like you don't not have only, the same expectations from an animal that you do somebody you're dating. Not only that, but an animal is going to give you unconditional love from day one. Even if you do something wrong, they nine times out of ten will come back to you. Exactly, you know? Even if you fucking spank it a little bit because it did some fucked up shit, you, you know? It's going to get hurt and it's going to like whimper a little bit and then it's going to come back to you and cuddle. So do you think social media has changed the dating platform i know you're younger than me by three years <laughs> i mean i'm listen you said it i'm just saying like so like i don't know maybe because when i was dating there was no apps okay so i have a particular experience that someone born in the 2000s like my nephews would never know how it is to meet a girl to just go to a bar and take your chance at finding somebody pretty and getting up the guts to be like I'm going to go talk to her and ask her for her number or have a conversation with her. Like, you, like it's crazy because it goes back to, like, that uh, the essay thing, a, a, a introduction, a body, and a conclusion. Like, yeah. when you approach a girl in person or a guy in person, you have to have an intro. You have to have the body of the conversation that you want to present and, like, have good conversation to keep them engaged. And then that closing conclusion that's just kind of like, that by the way, interested. yeah, can, can I get your number or something like that? Yeah. Like, like, yo, girl, can I get your number or what? <laughs> if you talk like that, it says a lot. I don't talk like that. So do you think social media um, has influenced dating on some level? I would definitely say on some level it has. Um, like, and I, I don't necessarily understand why, but, like, I've definitely dated some girls that I've just, like, slid into their DMs. Like, just slid into their DMs, like, what's up? And I'll, op- like, read something off their bio and, like, make a remark about it or something. Like, you know, do something witty like that to get their attention. You know, because, like, I'm sure girls get hit up all the time on Instagram on in their DMs. And I'm pretty sure, hey, what's up is not something that's going to catch their attention. Oh, it's so different. It really fucking is. Honestly, the thing that I fucking hate the most about Tinder is, like, girls will be like, Give me your best pickup line. And it's like, no. 
I don't want to give you a fucking all. Like, I, I don't want to sit here and waste the energy to come up with a fucking clever pickup line that might be directly towards you, like, based off of your name or whatever, or a tattoo you have, whatever the fuck it might be. No, sorry. I will put up the effort. Like, if we have matched, that already means that you're interested in me and I'm interested in you. So then I'm going to start a conversation with you and then we'll talk and then I'll be like, yo, listen, I'm not the biggest fan of small talk. Would you like to grab a drink sometime? Boom. We'll go out, grab a drink, hang out. And then that way we can actually talk in person because it doesn't take a fucking rocket scientist to have a conversation online. But when you meet in person, it's almost like you can feel it, you know, like you can like within the first 10 seconds of talking to somebody, you can normally feel whether you're going to actually be able to have engaging conversation with this person or if they're just kind of blank in the mind. And if if they're blank in the mind and can't have any certain conversation, nine times out of 10, I'm just going to not talk to them again. Mm-hmm. That one time out, that one time out of ten, every now and then, I might just try and get my dick sucked. But you know, whatever. It it, just, it really just depends on how I'm how I'm going at the time. <laughs> okay. But nine times, but most of the time, I want to be able to have like engaging conversation with somebody. Okay. Well. Um, but also, I kind of veered off of topic. Mm-hmm. Um. I think most dating apps, in my opinion, are used for sex and not actual dating. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There have been times when I've met some pretty cool fucking people off of Tinder. The thing with Tinder is every pretty much everybody's on it. You know, like, yeah, not everybody is on it. But, like, I do know people who are actually married now who met on Tinder. So, like, it is possible to find somebody cool on Tinder. It's just most people go on there to fucking get their rocks off. Okay, I can't speak. I can speak from a different perspective. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like the gay community and dating is completely different from oh, the straight sure. community. Because while women will make you go on a date with them, nine times out of ten in the gay community, if you're like, the first thing you get is a dick pic or an ass pic, and then the next thing is where do you host? Do you want to fuck? What are you into? Like it is never like. What is my compliment me on my photo? No, make it's like me laugh, make me laugh a bunch, and I'll drop my panties for you. It's like no, I mean I can do that, but I'd rather not. Well, <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the gay community, it's it's instant sex and then conversation later. But I will say from my perspective, it, it has changed a lot because I remember. See, I'm not. We we're only I'm three years older than you, so clearly I'm up there. But anyway, yeah, um, you're so old. Just stop. Anyway, <laughs> what I'm going to say is when I first started, the moment my first photo that I made when I wanted to like get on a dating app ever, I was like 20, I think I was 20. And I just remember downloading, it wasn't even an app, okay? Because apps didn't exist. Yeah, yeah. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> um, second of all, you're a fucking dinosaur, right? Anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> so anyway, what in the, I remember downloading this, it's, uh, I thing was called Adam for Adam. I'm pretty sure it was called Adam for Adam, and it was a website that I went to. Kind of like Adam and Eve. Yeah, but it was Adam for Adam. Just yeah. like, I got But yeah. So I downloaded I that. that. I created a profile, and I put it up there. And, like, I was... And, like, these are, like, sketchy, barely completed sites. They're not, like, full-blown... Like MySpace. Facebook, no, MySpace was more complete in these sites. Okay, this 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 was borderline black market, like the dark web. So, oh my god, I, w- I downloaded this app. I put my photo up that I thought was banging. I look look at it now, look like shit. It was a very <laughs> bad photo. I was in my underwear. It was not cute. Clearly, I was sending out the wrong sign of like sexual as opposed to a relationship. Oh, so, well, yeah, you, you send out some sexual pictures on there and people are... First of all, many underwear I didn't think was sexual. I thought it was tasteful, which I was wrong. It was sexual. Quite wrong. <laughs> so, anyway, I just remember that whole scenario being like the same thing as apps are now. It was just guys being like, you want to hook up? I'm married. I'm DL. Like, I have a wife and kids. I just want to keep this on a low. Or 
I'm a pastor. I want to keep this on the low. Of course. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that is a whole story oh, in itself. I, I feel like if you, wear the, if you wear the cape. I was with this I'm, guy. I'm with it. <laughs> I, was, I was with this. I wasn't. We weren't dating, but we were taught. We were figuring each other out. I was still young. Fingering each other out. I said figuring. No one said fingering. <laughs> that is not how we do it. You can do that with your girls, but not me. So, anyway, he... We hooked up once or twice. He only wanted me to come over at night. It was very, like, under, like, the cover, like, come to my house at night around 9 or 10. And he would put on a movie, but he was more interested. And he was, like, older than me, right? I was, like, 20, maybe 22, and he was probably, like, probably in his early 30s. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, years down the road, I walk, I'm doing my job. I have my first, second career job out of college and um, whatever, we we just we went cold turkey. Like, we just stopped talking. He kind of ghosted me. It didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then years later, like four or five years later, I'm working, doing this IT job. I go into this building that I got to work at. And when they're like, oh, this, she'll be out with her laptop in a minute. I sit down in the waiting room. And I'm like, oh, I just pick up a magazine and look at it. And they're like local town magazines, like mm-hmm. local. I pick up this one magazine. And there he was on the front of the cover said pastor so-and-so and i'm like maybe he became a pastor before that time. like after we had met maybe he got his life maybe that's right. why he ghosted you maybe that was but no he he was a full-blown pastor and like part of me wanted to be like 007 and like show up at the church in the back pit like just to be like maybe like, he married maybe he good <laughs> you know i ain't gotta feel bad like i was some side piece but, you know, I, I back to the topic, I do think social media changed because it went from being on a website and experiencing the same thing, a bunch of horny men that just want to have sex and BDL, to being on an app. But I think the app changes things because, one, if you've been on, I don't know, I, my friend Ricky showed me his Grinder account and I've downloaded it once or twice, but there's literally like blank profiles. So imagine being on Tinder and swiping left or right on people, but there's literally no face photos. There's just the girl's age or like her name, her age and her ass and her ass or like meet me behind a barn at one in the morning. That didn't happen to me, but I'm just telling you that (laughs) that that that, that's that's a whole lot of nope. Yeah, so that's a whole lot of you're trying to murder people. So social media, I think, has changed like the dating scene. I mean, it is probably evidence and data to show that. But I also think it makes things a little bit different because I feel like people have. It's easier to make yourself, like I said, a resume and make yourself look good. Like on this app, I'm going to put my best attributes. I'm going to say I love animals. Oh no, I fucking hate cats and dogs, but I like snakes or reptiles. Like it's like to them it's like it's still in the animal category. Or like, you know, put your best photo or like I don't even understand how people get catfish nowadays because it's just kinda like at some point this person has to know they're gonna meet you. So I think people have gotten a little bit more brave in I a lot of areas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. People have definitely gotten more brave. Um I feel like the screen makes people more brave. They can just say things and there's no consequences because you're not saying it directly to their face type of thing. It's um, weird to me. It's kind of like those, those, um, what is those, what are those, those, the proud boys? Like most of them, you don't know who they are? I have no idea. Oh, okay. The proud boys is equivalent to the KKK. Okay. Right. They're just white supremacists. They believe that, white is the superior race everything else is below it blah 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 blah. they're the pinnacle of human evolution and there's nothing better not true so those i I, like i've seen them protest i've seen articles talk about them protesting but the weird thing is is like majority of the time in the photos their faces are covered up like they wear these things to cover their face and i'm just like it's kind of like screen hiding that's kind of what i was comparing it to like you can hide behind a mask and it's your freedom to speak and say what you want, but you're too scared to speak your mind because you like you're too scared to show your face and speak because what you're you don't saying want to because be recognized. yeah, you don't want the repercussions of what might happen. Exactly. Like to me, that's the definition of a bitch nigga. Like absolutely. Listen, just, if you're if you're fucking, if I'm white and proud. I'm going to sit here and talk about how black people are worse than than everybody in the world. Like, 
if you truly stand behind something, let people know. Let people see who you are. You know? Why are you going to fucking hide yourself? Yeah, I mean, if you feel that way, be that way. But, like, that's what I was comparing it to. Like, being able to hide behind a screen and just be like, I'm going to speak my mind and say what I want. And, or be an asshole, because most of them are. You know? Like, okay, I, I downloaded this app on my sister's phone because she was looking to date a guy. I downloaded the app. I installed it. I created her profile, picked her best photos and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm going to just chat with a few of these guys. You tell me what to say based on what they want. And if you say something stupid, I'm just going to put what I want to say. Yeah. And my sister was looking through these profiles and I found this one guy. And I was just like, oh my God, he's really nice. He's ex-military. He, you know, he's very attractive-ish. And then, <laughs> and then she was Very just like, and she was like, he's probably not even to black to black guys because he was white. And I was like, you never know. I, you know, I so I messaged him, and then I gave my sister the phone after saying what she wanted me to say to him about like, you know, because she was driving. And then I we got home, and I gave her the phone, and like she started talking to him on Snapchat. They exchanged Snapchat information, and then she started snapping him, and he was snapping her. And not even thirty minutes into the conversation, once they exchanged Snapchats, was he was just like, "So are you into being tied up?" And she was just like, and she came to me in the living room because I was sitting out watching TV, and she was just like, "Look at this." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "What?" And I read it, and I was just like. Uh, he couldn't even get through a fucking day. Like, yeah. and her thing is like, she was like, she don't care. She was like, I don't mind having a guy that's friends with benefits. She was just like, but it's the false impression that they give when they first introduce themselves. It's kind of like, oh, I want this. I want a house and kids. And I just want to find the one that's going to make me happy. Not saying that you got fucking anger issues. Not being like, oh, I have issues with like masturbation or I'm a sex addict or like I'm into super kinky stuff. Like, she literally they had literally just talked about you know like what would they do on a perfect date and then after that that was the thing he hit her with was like do you like being tied up like like, do you want to you know what kind of freak is up using i was just like no lie right i'm gonna be honest with you when it comes to certain things i like i've talked about not trusting people being tied up and tickling me but like i have to really trust and there's no way I'm going to hook up with someone that I don't even know, and let, let alone be up. a white man from West Virginia <laughs> who's going to be like, oh, yeah, I want to like I want to tie you up. Are you into this freaky stuff? Bitch, I just met you. Yeah, like Technically, we haven't even yeah, met Yeah, not yet. in person. Yeah. Like, digitally, we've exchanged conversation, but, like, damn. Yeah, I don't even consider meeting somebody until I've met them in person. Like, because, like, I still don't, like, the persona you put online cannot always change once you fucking meet them in person that's true and that's exactly like he i mean he just probably got to the point and i was like kudos for him for being like straightforward but he probably shouldn't have led with like i want a family and kids and to be happy and you know take care of a woman and my sister wasn't even all about to take care of her she was like i don't need him to take care of me she was like i just want to make sure he's a decent person to have around my kids and now you're talking about ropes and tying somebody up i was and i told her i looked at her i was like you're a black woman he a white man from West Virginia. West Virginia. He looked like he might dabble in the white coat. Not saying he did. <laughs> I don't want to put nothing on nobody. But based on the photos he had on his profile, which you probably think, well, why would you try to set yourself up with this guy? Well, first of all, he was in close range. And he said some things on his profile that looked, according to what his photos looked like, he looked like he could have been part of that. But there are several people that might say you look like you could be in the hood or gang banging. But, you know... Just because I dress this way might not mean I actually... You dress way too Shut up. To be a first of all. First of all. And you dress way too hood to be a white boy from Cali. No, actually, that probably wouldn't make it's sense. not true. Uh, I don't dress that hood at all. Not Anyway. how I used to dress. And first of all, what is... We're not going now. We're going to end it here. No, we're <laughs> no, I'm not bringing it up. This is gonna be an off the. This is gonna be the off the podcast conversation because I don't want like any personal <laughs> opinions to like any of my personal opinions about things to get like. I'm not trying to get canceled. Let's just put it that way. That's what I'm thinking about. Like I don't want somebody to listen to this and then send it to my job and be like, yeah. he's this way. <laughs> but um, no. So the end things off. I just think like relationships. Or people that pursue dating, 
Like, you just need to know who you are yourself and yeah. what you're going into. If you want something serious, that's fine. If you want a date just to figure out what you like and what's your type, that's fine as well. Mm-hmm. There is no there is no perfect be, book be on upfront, it. Yeah, you know, kind of be upfront a little bit. Of, of, or not necessarily be upfront about it, but, like, don't, tell, don't promise people things that you don't think you're going to live up to. True. Don't, don't promise marriage to someone when you're not looking for marriage. Don't promise... I'm going to take care of you and your kids if that's not what you fucking want. And don't promise good sex if you can't deliver on that neither. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to put it down. And then you literally don't put shit down. Yeah. Like, you just, like, oh, man, this is, or like. I mean, that's such a big thing, though. It's like, I I don't know about the gay community, but the straight community, like, it's funny when I hang when I hang out with my uh, girlfriends and I'm like hanging out with them, talking to them about shit, and they're like, and they'll be they'll say some shit like, like, um, oh, like, yeah, this guy was talking a bunch of shit, saying, talking about how he's gonna dick me down and he's gonna fuck me so good, I'm gonna be sweating by the end of the night, blah blah blah, and he he's like a two pump chump, you know, like took him like took him a while to get up, and then when he finally did, or or like when we when we or say some shit like like oh when I see you I'm gonna fucking grab you I'm gonna kiss you grab your ass blah 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 all this shit and then they see you and it's like the very shy most shy of hi how are you and then you know like you invite them into your place and they fucking sit down on their on your couch but they're not even trying to snuggle up to you they're like on the other side of the couch like fucking watching TV and then slowly scooting closer and closer to bitch listen if i told you i'm down to fuck when you come over you're available to touch me when you get there sounds like someone is like holding this a little close to the chest like in this <laughs> scenario i mean i've been a kid before i've been, i've been in that scenario before but i've also been in a flipped scenario where it's like oh as soon as i get there i'm going to drop your pants and suck your dick in the doorway and it's like I don't even think I got my dick sucked that night. I might have had sex, but... Look, listen, <laughs> listen. You On top of dating, if it's going to be for sex or whether it's going to be for intimacy on like a non-relationship like relationship type thing, then I would just say, like, just be honest and truthful about who you are sexually and what you can do when you perform or not. Because, like, don't... Pro- like, if you meet a guy... Or a girl, and they're very sexual, right? I get it. People say sex drives die down. But if they tell you, hey, I'm not a sex addict, but, like, I am, like, kind of, like, sex is a big thing for me. Like, I like to have sex. Mm -hmm. Then make sure your stamina is up to par. And if you cannot perform... Like, just don't assume that that person's sex drive is just going to die down. Because if they're up front with you right then and there and telling you, like, I'm a very sexual person... And I'm interested in some kinky shit. Your response shouldn't be like, oh, I'm down. Knowing damn well all you've ever done was missionary and fucking (laughs) doggy. Like, you can't just jump in there with a professional kink spurt and then think, oh, yeah. I'm going to keep up. I'm going to keep up. And then she whip out a fucking dildo and you run in for the door (laughs) because you think it's for you. And you're like, wait, what? Or like, you know, uh, I just cannot stand people that make promises or act like they want something sexually. And then once they get in a relationship, they they, either they get scared or they just kind of like let it fade off because they feel like, oh, I've got you. So I don't have to do this. I've done my part. Yeah. Like, no, like you should enjoy sex. And I've Mm -hmm. seen maybe it's different for women because when I was in college, I had a a roommate and she would literally tell me she was beautiful, beautiful girls next door to me. And we would hang out all the time. One night we got drunk and they was talking about their sex life because they probably wanted to hear more about gay lifestyle. But they knew they had to open the door by talking about theirs. I remember. One girl, the most beautiful girl in the room to me, at least. I remember her. She was like, she was like, I've been with my boyfriend for like three plus years, and I've never had an orgasm. And I said, then what the fuck are you letting him fuck you for? Yeah. Like if you're not getting pleasure, like I could not imagine being a woman and just being like, my husband is coming home from work. He's gonna want to have sex. I'm gonna do this to make him happy. I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to do it because he needs to be happy. There's no fun in that. There's no fun in that. Well, for me, if I was the person, like, I would never want my significant other to feel like they have to have sex with me because, like, they want to please me, but, like, they don't want it. 
right? Yeah. Like, to me, that's a turnoff. I'm a pleaser. So my entire, my whole purpose of having sex is to get that person to their climax so then I can get mine. Yeah. I never want to orgasm first. Yeah. So I do get it. There's selfish guys that are just like, I just want to fuck and get yeah, it over Yeah, I just want to get my nut and move on. Yeah, like, so do you really care about her? Because, like, like I said, it's different. Maybe that is how they're programmed. I, For yeah. me, it's different. I mean, I personally, I, I like to think of myself as a pleaser, too, because I... I enjoy it when the girl gets off. I'm not going to lie. There are times when I bust before I want to. Um, but also one thing I've noticed is like, it's just, it really depends on how much sex I'm having. And like, say I start dating a girl and she's a very sexual person. I'm a very sexual person. So if, if she's a very sexual person, I will be upfront with her right from the beginning. I'll tell her, listen, the first few times aren't going to, I'm not going to last long. That's, that's just how it's going to be. But I am down for multiple rounds. I'm not going to just give up after the first nut. You know, like I want to keep going. Um, and also, the more often it happens, it's like my dick gets like awakened. And it's like, oh yeah, we're sexually active again. And it just, you know, like it's, it takes longer for me to bust. And like, that's cool. Um... But yeah, it, it just it takes a little bit of time for me to get to that point. I can't not have sex for six months and then go back into rocking your world for 45 minutes. You know, like that ain't going to happen. Dang, 45 minutes? Yeah. I mean, that's the longest you, you've you That's gone? not the longest I've gone for, but it was still, it was still a decent Okay, time. it's an average. You know, and I'm a, I get it. For women, sometimes it's like, that's too long to have sex. Even some men will be like, that's too long to have sex. I... <laughs> I don't know. I think the longest I've ever lasted was like an hour and maybe 35, almost 40 minutes. And I could have kept going, but like he tapped out. So I was like, that's fine. I just wanted you to get off and you kept acting like you were enjoying it and you kept saying you were reaching climax. So I was just like, I'm going to keep going. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not giving up down there and I haven't even got mine yet. So, you know, I learned to control my moment of orgasm through the fact of like I'm not gonna talk about sizes but due to the fact that like certain things are larger than average sometimes you have to take things slower so you have to program your mind to be like well I can't just ram into this and enjoy the feeling I have to take my time until they're comfortable and as a pleaser then it kind of gets programmed into your mind that okay you have to learn how to control it or you're just gonna always like Either one, get off and not complete that person, and that's your entire goal, right? So, yeah. like, I, mean, I get it. Sometimes you do climax beforehand, but, like, I don't know. I like to think of myself as an old pro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Okay. I'm totally joking. <laughs> like, I'm just talking because you called me old earlier. It is what it is. <laughs> but, anyway, we need to come to a close. It's been an hour and seven minutes, and... We talked about a bunch of things in the last probably six minutes was just us talking about other things. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but thank you guys for listening. And, you know, I think this was a good episode and maybe you'll come back for more. So, bye. Bye.